0: Hey, what's up everybody? So this next episode we're gonna be talking about my um title match, my second fight with Joe Estes. Uh why there was so much animosity, why I couldn't stop punching. Um if you wanna know a lot of these details, check it out, man. Right on.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. My name is James Ensign. Ensign, how are you today? You looking trim. Super good, feel real good. Yeah, man, the and, weight, uh, is yeah, flying I'm off actually you. down
0: to, I'm down to like, uh, I don't know what, what it is in pounds, but about 104 kilos. Been getting my 15,000 steps in a day. I Today, I only got, so far, I got 10,117 and it takes me about 10 minutes to get a thousand steps so I, after this is done i got to probably get on a 50 minute walk before 12 p.m so i can
1: get my uh 15,000 steps nice so the last time we did one of these career episodes we were talking about uh, your fight at ufc 13 in the tournament and i was wondering when you came back to japan did you feel that like there was more Notoriety more fame after that fight from yourself. Obviously, the UFC was not the platform it is today, but I'm just curious whether you know you were going back to Shuto, you can going to do a fight. Did uh did you feel any difference? Um, yeah, well, it was a huge thing yeah, to actually
0: have a uh, have a submission or or like a finish. Because there was one guy who fought before me. There's a bunch of Japanese that actually went in but never did very well. And there was one guy that went before me, this guy from Pancras, Takahashi. And he had a victory over Ishmael, but it was like a decision. He just stayed away from the ground. So it was a big thing because I was one of the first guys from, I'm American, but first guys from Japan that actually got a, a submission in the UFC. So yeah, it, it kind of was a huge buzz in the Japanese uh, martial arts media.
1: Yeah, I can bet. I totally bet, especially considering the size of the opponent, right? With With yeah been so big. So is that kind of, Because Shuto saw that fight and saw how big Royce was, was the thought of doing the rematch with Joe? Because the first fight, we obviously did the episode about your first fight with Joe. Joe was, like, huge, right? And one of the the problems you had in the fight was that he just sort of laid on you. And it it was difficult to not fight because the weight difference was so big. Was it because Shuto saw that fight that they thought, actually, you made the improvements, you're ready, you can do this?
0: No, well, what what that was, was they, what Shooter wanted to do was he wanted to create a heavyweight champion. They wanted a heavyweight champion for the division and didn't have one. So they felt that if anybody, there was only two contenders it would be me and uh, Joe Estes, because uh, I, uh, you know, I was actually, like, considered, like, the one that was supposed to be headed to get the belt. And then when I lost to Joe, they were saying that it could be a rematch where... um you will make it a, a, a title match. Yeah, so the the real um, interesting thing was I actually got an offer to fight in Pride 1. And at the time for Shuto, I was getting paid about $3,000 per fight. And what they offered me in Pride was, I think it was $10,000 for the fight. And I was like, holy shit, 10 grand for a fight. I was saying, holy crap. So I was excited. Um, I wanted to take the fight. I don't. They didn't even. It didn't get. The talks didn't get in even far enough to get an opponent. But the, I was excited. And when I talked to the Shuto guys, they told me that they didn't want me to go fight in Pride. They wanted me to stay in Shuto. And so what they did to lure me into Shuto was they said that, uh, "How about if we make it a tit- We give you a title shot. We make a title match." And you fight in Shuto instead of Pride. I'm like, okay, I'm taking a $7,000 cut in pay. But my loyalty was with Shuto. I am a Shuto fighter. And I mean, uh, to be the first ever heavyweight Shuto champion, little did I know was the only ever Shuto heavyweight (laughs) champion. (laughs) But to be that was, I mean, I just thought that, you know, the first ever would be always in the history books.
1: Yeah.
0: And I thought that might be a good title to have. And I opted to, um, you know, fight in Shuto
1: and I turned down pride. Wow. That's crazy. But I suppose pride, it was like the debut show. So you never really know what was going to happen there, but yeah, man, it's awesome that you have got that sort of caveat in history as being the first and only Shuto heavyweight champion. So
0: yeah, well, you know, pride was, uh, was a first time in any type of fighting association was going to be televised on TV in, in uh, like regular TV in Japan. So although it was the first pride, it was it was, it was was huge. It was just a huge thing. Hicks and Gracie was coming to fight. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so the, that whole first pride was just huge. I mean, that was like every martial artist wanted to be in the first pride. And I was uh, actually honored to be offered it and then decided to turn it down to show my loyalty to Shuto and to possibly be in the history books as the first Shuto champion ever. And yeah. only yeah
1: yeah 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 hicks and Takata, right that was the the big yep. main event and that been going i think going on quite a long time in the like newspapers and stuff right where uh takado had been calling out hickson and then uh yeah the fight happened which yeah um, yeah so i mean going into this fight what where was your mindset because you had the loss to joe like when did you train for it differently well what i what i found out was that um
0: I was playing guard a lot. And I felt that, you know, I had a good guard. My my bread and butter was uh, arm bar from the bottom. So I felt that at the first fight, I thought, okay, it doesn't matter. You know, Gracie's always giving you that spew. It doesn't matter the size of the person, you know, with the technique, you'll be able to beat them, you know. And, and with the unfortunate thing for me in that fight was that Matt Hughes was so knowledgeable. Uh, Matt Hughes, not Matt, Matt Hume. Hume, Matt yeah. Hume was so knowledgeable that he just he just anticipated all my what I was gonna do and he was telling Joe, pull on your elbow, he's going for the arm, keep your base here, he's going for the right sweep. You know that you know it was like it was frustrating for me because when I heard him saying what I wanted to do and I saw Joe do it, I was like, shit, he's countering everything I'm planning to do. So Matt Hume is, is such a great coach that he saw he could see what I was planning to do and he was negating everything I was planning to do. So with that, you know, my whole thing was really not about, you know, being methodic, you're very technical doing one thing at a time. And so what I just figured that, you know, this next fight, what I was thinking of doing is I'm changing my whole mentality that being on the bottom, isn't a good thing. Don't ever feel comfortable at the bottom. And if you get to the bottom, just continue to do something or get up so that, you know, there was no specific training. It was just a, a fight strategy that actually changed. And I just thought I was going to be more aggressive from the bottom and, and not stay still and not play so-and-so, you know, play guard, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, right, the, the fight nearly didn't happen because it sounded like from your book that Joe, uh, had said that he wanted more money to fight you. I mean, you well, know you know, the, like, if, we, we, wonder we, if we
0: can get Joestes on, I'd love to get Joestes on because I only hear the story that Shuto told me, and I don't know what's true and what's not. They could have just been bullshitting me because all of a sudden, like, I think two or three weeks before the fight, um, Shuto tells me that, oh, they, they might not be able to make it a title match because they might not be able to get Joestes. And without Joestes, he beat me. I can't have a title match with someone else. So I was really pissed off because I'm like, the re- one of the big reasons why I gave up the Pride fight was because of the title match. And it was too late to actually go back to Pride and say, hey, guys, I wanna f- I'm wanna, ready to fight. I can fight. So I couldn't do that. So it was pretty much uh, rocking a hard place. And I was kind of pissed off because, you know, they were telling me that what Joel was saying was that I beat Ensign. I'm better than Ensign. I got to get paid more in this fight, which makes sense. But at the time I didn't really look at it that way. I just looked at it, "Wow, well, what a fucking cocky fucker, man. He's asking for more money like to a point where they probably couldn't afford to him." So I was bidding, I was getting paid, you know, 3,000 to between 3 and 5,000. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly how much it was, but it was almost. I know it was about there. And when they told me that, I got I got to a point where you know, I just I'm not giving up the title match. You know, the the fight money wasn't really a big thing for me because it was only about, you know, three grand, five grand. You know, it was nothing. So for me, it was about the title match. So I just told them, you know, do what you got to do. I told the Chuto guys, just do what you got to do to get them here. And if you guys have to take from my fight money, take my fight money. So they were able to, you know, they had to deduct it from my fight money so they could pay him. And they brought him here. So that's how it happened. So I was, you know, as you know, with all that happening before the fight, you know, I'm already, the tension's already up before the fight. I'm, I'm really like, have this, this, just feeling like, you know, I really want to beat the shit out of him, want to show him that you, you shouldn't have fucking acted so cocky, you know? So hmm. that's pretty much how the, the, the
1: start of the fight was. The whole um atmosphere was set like that. Yeah. Oh, I, so I didn't realize. So they actually, they, they carried through because I realized in your book, you said that you'd offered for them to uh, take part of your purse. So they actually did that then? Yeah, they did. So oh. my,
0: my fight money was almost nothing. Yeah, I think I, I f- I forget how much was taken out, but I was, I want to almost say that it like, they took out like 2000 out of the fight money.
1: That's painful. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if you speaks to Joe whether he actually got that money or, you know. Yeah, I, I would like to talk to him because
0: I did – I was really pissed off at him. Never talked to him after that again. Never talked to Matt Hughes about it. You know, Matt, I'm close with Matt Hughes. I know I trained with Matt Hughes before. Matt Hume, Matt Hume. Shit, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I trained with Matt Hume before. In yeah. Seattle. I went to Seattle to train with him. So nice. You know. Yeah. So uh,
1: he might be a good one to get on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the stare down in the fight was really intense, and I'm guessing with those thoughts that you just talked about that was probably in your head right along with obviously the first fight but was there anything in particular you were thinking when you guys were sort of sizing each other up well like like
0: all of my fights i'm in there thinking that i'm willing to die for the fight so for me i'm thinking this is what i'm thinking is not it's it's over and beyond the fact that he uh he demanded so much money it was more about regardless if he beat me before or not, it was about this guy that's standing across me, whether it be Joe S or the next opponent, or the opponent before, is trying to end my life. So the stare I'm giving him is like, fuck, you're going to try and kill me now. Come, go for it. I'm going to try, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. So that was pretty much what the thoughts that are going in my head, yeah. So, I mean, the intensity is, yes, yeah, something that
1: you probably could feel in the stare down. Yeah, it, it's really like when you see the stare down, I was, you could see how close you guys are. You still, I think you still fist bumped to like sort of show the respect, but it, you guys are definitely eyeballing each other to the point where you could tell someone's going to go down. Um, and something obviously does. And one of the things I wanted to ask you was, did you do like additional strength training? Because one of the things that surprised me in the fight is obviously that you do kind of throw him and he's obviously massive.
0: Yeah, well, what I did was after the first fight, I, I, what I told myself was that I I felt overpowered. So if if I if there was really any changes that I made, it was the changes that I made was the changes to um, put on more strength and put on more muscle mass. So that, that's actually what I did. I actually came in, um, I think it was, fuck, it was about, about three or four pounds heavier, that's it. I mean, but to put on muscle... You real muscle, it's its not easy. It's not easy. I mean, you're looking at like maybe two or three pounds in in a six or, or a year time. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did get a lot
1: stronger. I did have a better mind, different mindset. And then, so in the actual fight then, uh, when you, you was just strategies to get him to the ground? Because it looked like you went for you go you're going for a strike first and then you kind of kind of clinch up but you get the better of him i mean talk me through what happened yeah well my strategy was actually to stand with him
0: and you know i'm not a i'm not a striker so there's there's just really uh once you once you know they, you start throwing there i it gets real uneasy for me because i'm not a striker so instinctively you know once you start striking and you get uneasy, my my thing is that the clinching and getting him to the ground, so it wasn't the game plan, but that was instinctive. That I'm just going to take him down to the and you know once I got him comfortable, I grabbed him and then I felt that, you know, I felt his balance a little off, so I felt like I could take him down to the ground. So I, I tried to, I, you know, I took him down, yeah. And then, as you can see in the fight, I took him down. I was on his, on top of him, and I I was just very hasty. Try to throw in hooks and then when I started losing the balance I felt oh maybe I can just fall for his arm and he you know he defended it well and I ended up on the ground under him in the same position that I was in the
1: last fight yeah So, I mean what was your mentality in that moment I mean did you just have to sort of keep calm and then just remember your training or it's funny
0: because uh when you if you if you get dominated in a fight before that for a couple rounds in that same in that position a lot of there's a there's a good chance that mentally when you get into that position you'll be like oh shit this is the position and have the little mental block on it yeah but it's funny because instinctively my whole mindset when i got to the bottom was oh yeah i'm gonna do shit different this time so i almost felt like i'm or oh, this is good good chance to show to myself that I can do things differently.
1: Wow, that's a really good perspective. Considering, yeah. like you said I think most people, wow, well, like maybe like seventy percent of people sort of crumble when they go back to that same sort of position. It's got to take that extra strength to get through the position that you lost in, right? Um, and so technically, will me, break me, break down how, how you did that. So what I did was,
0: uh, of course, like I said, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to make myself feel comfortable in the guard. So instead of uh, wrapping my legs and then, you know, defending the punches and playing guard and pulling them close, I decided to, you know, swivel up, sit up, try and sit up, try and sit up. And then it wasn't actually a plan to hip throw him, but as I was trying to sit up and he was pushing me down, once I got up on my elbow and I could feel that, you know, I I could hip throw. And then instinctively just by doing so much ground, I just got up and did the hip throw, yeah. and boom, and then it's like, boom, we landed in the mount, and I was like, holy shit, I'm on the mount, yeah. and then, you know, right there, it was, um, of course, you know, my first fight I had with Shigeta Shingo, when I got onto the mount, I got excited, and I started punching, like, just kind of wildly, and it w- there was no base behind my punches. It was almost like racquetball slaps, like, like I'm yeah. playing racquetball on them, yeah, so I worked on my ground punching. When I got on that, I realized that, you know, I learned that, you know, you got to calm, you got to stay calm, pick your punches, hold on position because he's a big boy. So I didn't want to lose position. So what I did was I just had position and started picking my punches.
1: Nice. Yeah, that that transition that you did to get into the mount was is really nice way, of sort of, especially because of the size of Joe, it, it, you could tell that it's like high level technique. That yeah, it was um, a, it was a beautiful hip throw. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: it feels weird complimenting myself, but yeah, it was a super nice <laughs> hip throw. <laughs> You're allowed. <to. laughs> okay, okay.
1: So we got to get into the finish of the fight because it there's a lot of controversy that surrounds it, and you know when you hear controversial finish, people think like, oh, what happened? Did the ref jump in too early? Not exactly. Right. So he, uh, so he taps, um, and you continue you continue striking. Right. So people will always be curious in that moment, like what was going through your head? What happened?
0: Yeah. Well, I remember I connected with a solid shot to his, to his cheekbone Mm -hmm. hit him one. And I think I might've hit him another time. And for me, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm in the the beginning process of destroying this guy. I'm going to hurt him. And, you Know the aggression gets up, that that it's it's really neat because uh, I get this this real um primal instinct that comes on, like you, you know, you see your prey weakening, you wanna finish them off. So that's that's kind of like the, the feeling that I got. I had this okay, he's the, the prey is getting weak. I'm gonna finish him off. So I'm gonna to be real blunt, I'm gonna kill the I'm gonna kill the prey now. Mm-hmm. And then I remember seeing him start tapping. And then, f- as soon as I saw him tap, the whole thing that went through my head was, "I didn't even fucking start. Let me finish, you know. Let me finish." And then the other thing that went into my head was, "You motherfucker, you talk so freaking big. I hit you a couple times hard. And I might hit you like I hit you with a couple good shots, and you're tapping. Like, you talk to talk, walk to walk, man. You talk to talk. As soon as I hit you one good one, you're gonna start tapping." And for me, what went into my head was that no, you you can't get away with that. A mixture of let me finish my prey, and a mixture of walk the walk, buddy. So I remember thinking that I just gotta hit you. I wanna hit you one more time, at least at least one more time before this ref pulls me off. And I remember throwing the punch and missing. And then I thought one more fuck. And by that time, the ref's around my waist. My brother's in the ring. My other my other two cornermen are in the ring and I think it was Bertrand Richardson, Peter Leotua, Big Canyon. They're in the ring already. And I'm like, I remember them pulling me off to a point where I couldn't do anything. I mean, all my power of trying to jump and get on them, and they already got me, like, pulling me off, and I can't get there. And I remember them pulling me and dragging me to the corner of the ring. And Egan has this thing where he holds bolt ropes, and he, like, kind of corrals me like an animal, like a, a herded cattle, you know? And I remember looking over at Joel and I remember it was uh, Matt Hume and Doug Murphy. They were in the ring. They were his corner men. They were in the ring. And I remember them checking up on him and he was sitting on his knees yet. I mean, like, not. he's still I mean, they pulled me off, tackled me, got me up, cornered me in the corner and he's still on his knees acting like he got hit like 50 times, you know. And I'm thinking, I just hit you one good one, maybe two. So after I was pulled off, I before calming down, as soon as I saw him doing that, my whole next thing was, don't be a fucking pussy, get up. And then I thought to myself that, well, if you're not going to get up, I'll give you a reason not to get up. And I wanted, just instinctively, that little primal instinct in me, wanted to break away and kick him in the face. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't get away because that would have looked horrible. So I wanted, my whole thing was, You're going to act hurt, I'll give you a reason to be hurt. And I wanted to go over there and kick him in the face. Oh. Yeah, so it was like, you know, and for me it was, you know, you get into level 10 and the the blood's running. And, you know, for me it's like, it's not an act. Yeah, it's not an act. Mm -hmm. And I'm here thinking this guy tried to kill me. This guy talks shit. He's not walking the walk. The fucking referee, all this built up, the fucking referee didn't let me finish my prayer. I got. I trained so hard and so long to get to this point where I can finish this guy off, and they're not letting me finish my 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 meal, you know, to finish my prayer, and all that tension, you know, it's like it, it just it skyrockets to a point where you get to this this beast, this a ferocious beast that even you can't control, and it, it takes time, you know, to you know, for me it took a you know maybe like I said like a minute before you could realize, okay, wait, wait, no, it's over, it's over, it's over. It's over, you know, fight, it's a sport, it's over, it's over. Okay, so, you know, that slowly, it took a little bit, you know, for me to calm down and, and realize yeah. that, okay, it's over, it's done, you know. It wasn't like I was trying to be a dick. It was just some, this emotional tension, you know, you know, like that mixture I told you about not finishing off your prey, the guy talking shit, and about this this guy was a guy that's going to try to kill me. Mm-hmm. And then that whole thing about, fuck, I'm alive, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. think about those all those feelings at a real high intensity. You know, I mean, one of those feelings alone are, already would be rallying your tension. yeah? But all those put together, like you say, like, it's not an act, it's not a show, it's not to self the fight. It was an honest, sincere feeling in my heart. So, you know, that's why it was, like, it takes a while to calm down after something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can tell it's, big like adrenaline right going yeah oh yeah it's like woof, yeah and it's like boom so i'm curious to know especially back then what was the reception like to that incident
0: well you know i i like to say that the the fighters and the fans and the whole promotion they've softened up too much oh yeah there was no, there was no backlash. There was no bad talk. It was all about holy shit. That was freaking crazy. What is that? That intensity is something they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I guess seeing it happen, you can see that it's not a show. It's not an act. It's something that was really running through my blood. And I, you know, it was kind of neat because instead of criticizing, I think people were appreciating that that intensity because. You see that, you know, people are just in awe. People just freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, It's almost like, you know, back then it wasn't hypocritical where they love to see that. They'll use it in all the highlights and all of a sudden, but but before they do that, they're criticizing it. You know, like Conor McGregor chose the dolly to the car. i totally against that, but the promotion goes up and says that's one of the worst things that anyone's ever done, and then they use it in all the promos. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, you know? So it's, it's like... It's almost like another situation, like bodybuilders, you know, they ooh and ah at the size of the muscles, but then they're like, oh, he's doing steroids, just cheating, you know. It's like yeah, you ooh and ah about that. You know, you should appreciate, you know, I mean, they're they're doing steroids, you accept it, and you're going to ooh and ah and appreciate the size of the muscle. It wouldn't be like that without, you know, you know, without steroids. And, you know, for me, it's like if I get criticized for the intensity that I have, but they love the intensity, it's hypocritical. You know, so mm-hmm. it was kind of neat to see the difference in the generation because, yeah, when that that shit happened with Sioshi in the ring, I was about to say, oh, right? Dude, I, we got we got so much shit for that. Yeah, like we like some of the guys, even some of the fighters, like the guy Strassa and even uh um the Mikuda brothers uh corn, corner man that guy um I fuck afraid, Hori, Hori, Hori Tepe. Yeah, he was saying that you know Sioshi should be prosecuted. As uh, for attempted murder, and people are saying that you know, like guys are saying that we it shouldn't be allowed in the ring. He should be banned from rising. I'm like, holy shit!
1: Yeah, time to like change stuff
0: that, stuff that like made highlights back in the day, and people were like was like, whoa, crazy! That was unreal, you know. Not, it was getting like too pleaser. They wanted us banned, you know. And the whole art has softened, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a di- different world now, right? I guess. Yeah, that kind of shocked me as well, right? The, the rising reaction was, I thought it might have been when it happened, it wouldn't be as much backlash, but you guys got hit with everything, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah. So she, so she even got penalized his uh, fight money. He was taking out a percentage of his fight money. Damn. Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, like, but it's, it's crazy that you can actually literally compare, like, from back then to what happened recently. So Black and white. Yeah, black and white. Yeah. Anyway, onto a more positive thing. So you you get the belt, right? And um, talk me through like the celebration in the ring. They 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 presented you with the belt, right? They put it around you, and you even had Shuto, your dog, in in the ring as well, right? And that's where the famous famous picture is is from. Yeah.
0: You know you know the crazy thing about that is the reason why I brought Shuto in the ring was he was like my not he. You know you, you usually have training partners that train with you and 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 bleed with you. So you bring them in the corner and you celebrate in the ring. Well, Shuto was with me. I used to live in my car. Yeah, I had an apartment, but it was further away. So I would pack clothes for a week, shower out of my car, sleep in the car, and Shuto was the one that was always with me. Yeah. So yeah. So so I felt that you know with this victory, I need Shuto with me. And you know he was the one that celebrated. He's the one that was with me through it all. He got to celebrate in the ring. So, I told one of my guys, this guy Big Ken. I told him that if I when I win, or if I win, get Shuto, bring Shuto out. And he did. And he, you know, he's a big Ken is a big guy, so the security there's no animals allowed into the arena, of course. Yeah, right. And yeah, but so he just walked by everybody and just brought Shuto in the ring and. I I felt it was the victory wouldn't be complete without Shuto with me, you know, because he he was he he suffered with me in the car and traveled with me to all the training.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's awesome, and it's one of those moments which never really gets talked about that much, right? I I can't think of any other time where anyone ever did anything like that, right?
0: Yeah, well, you know what happened was yeah. After that happened, man, holy shit, we got so much. Shuto got shit from Korakuen, really yeah they told the Korakuen's is one of the famous halls to have boxing and pro wrestling everything. and everything and you know even till today shuto in the this month on the 22nd they have another shuto event and they're like they told shuto that they've never had an animal ever in the arena and if that ever happens again you'll will bat we'll, they're banning shuto from ever having an event in Korakuen hall wow yeah <laughs> Yes, that's it was crazy a
1: huge thing. It was a huge thing. It's kind of mental though, because some of the crazy pro wrestling stuff that's happening, Cork and right, and then just bringing like a pet. Yeah, in. they freaking do like break, break uh,
0: fluorescent lights on each other. Yeah they, yeah, they bleed all over their thing. They throw chairs, and they, you know, <laughs> I, guess it, audience, I guess I like. guess it's an animal thing. Yeah, you you either love animals, or you hate animals. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's so crazy. When people don't, the people that don't like animals, they really don't like. They don't really yeah. like that kind of stuff yeah so it was kind of a it was kind of a row like made everything worthwhile, you know, like the you know the um giving up pride
1: mm.
0: um I'll send you a picture too, but I actually got a um letter from the commission that you have to listen to what the referee says that when he stops you, you have to stop on your own will, and the next time it happens, you know there's gonna be a penalty, you know, so I never got penalized, but they threatened to penalize me. And for me, you know, it didn't, for me, I I was about, you know, I'm going to be me and that's that's how I'm going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. which is not probably the right attitude. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to change, man. That's how I am. If the same things happens, I'm probably going to, the same answer is going to come out. And I actually got that warning um, laminated onto my wall. (laughs) Nice. Everybody who comes in and checks out all the pictures, they look at them, they kind of have a little chuckle, like "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that 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 fight. I mean, I was already kind of ferocious, you know, you know, but I think that fight actually, you know, the Zulu fight, I I had a hard time stopping too. But Hmm. I think that fight kind of made a little bigger exclamation mark, like, "Whoa, this is." this is what ensign is the the fire in his heart you know so
1: yeah i mean you look different you come across differently to all the other sort of shooter fighters at that point right because a lot of the guys yeah 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 Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so different it wasn't on purpose but it was just one of those things that my whatever i did naturally just so happened to work
1: well Hmm. with what um you know what i was trying to do it's like you say, there's a lot going on in the background right of like the negotiations going into the fight and stuff i could see why stuff would spill over it makes sense um, yeah
0: already already with my mindset and going to a fight thinking that this guy's trying to kill me is already tensioning enough to create some craziness yeah but all that other plus alpha just oh, just yeah. made it like just
1: made it explode <laughs> yeah 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 and so because i don't think joe ever fought again after that and do you know what happened to him because i there's nothing much about joe online Oh, I don't think he. I don't think he's ever fought again. Oh, yeah, no, he's never fought again after that. Yeah. That's right. Well, now
0: you mentioned. I wonder what happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the viewers of this this podcast know, put tell us in the comments. Yeah, anybody knows
0: uh, what happened to Joel or where he is or how we can contact him. I'd love to uh, get him on and maybe you know apologize for what I did and ask him the real story of what actually happened.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool because be- a lot of the people that comment on this podcast seem to know like loads of little tidbits and stuff. So please, if anyone does know, let us know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Right yep. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Any uh, parting words before we wrap this up? No, that's it. Um, I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> Me too. It's lunchtime. <laughs> oh Shit. So yeah, I got today and then uh, tomorrow. So I'm actually okay. Yeah, I've I've had this cravings and stuff, but it's not like any type of suffering. I do want to eat, but yeah, you know, I I know my body's gonna start going into ketosis probably tonight or tomorrow morning, and then I'm gonna get a good long walk in tonight, and then I'm gonna get a good long walk in tomorrow, and then the walk tomorrow is gonna be exciting because I when when I test myself and I know that I'm in ketosis, every step I'm thinking is burning fat, not carbohydrates. So kind of yeah. excited about that, yeah. So we'll see what what I weigh in because I'm thinking I'm probably gonna weigh in at 102 or 100, even break 100 kilos now. Wow. So I don't I don't know, man. I mean, I want I gotta start lifting more because I'm feel you know, I, I feel super good, but yeah. I almost sometimes when I look at myself in the camera, I say, oh come, I look like fuck, look like I got I'm sick or something. I kind of yeah. look really like thin, like whoa, fuck, you know. So uh, I'm just so that uh, you guys I, know that if you got anybody that's Getting second thoughts. No, I'm 100% healthy. I'm fine. I don't have any sickness. I'm I'm just uh, watching what I eat and getting a lot of workouts in now.
1: So everything's all good. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Please like and subscribe. And uh, we will see you guys again soon. Shoot.